0: It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's program called All In. Every week we strive to learn and grow and get closer to the Lord. And as we think in terms of what's going on, I always say that in the world around us, it's time for the real Christians to stand up. It's time for the real Christians to bring the Word of God into this earth. And what is the Word of God? And what does it mean? And why should we be bringing it into the earth? You know, the whole message that Jesus came to bring us is that we are the mouthpiece for him. He was the sample son, and that he gave us a message. And if we're not living it, preaching it, teaching it, who will? So today's message and this next few programs, series, so to speak, are going to be revolving around the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And where is this kingdom? Where is the kingdom? Are you waiting to go to heaven so that you can be in the kingdom of God? Or are you, one of us, who recognize that the kingdom is here on the earth right now, but it needs to be activated? Where is this kingdom? I think the apostles probably asked the same question. When is Jesus going to set up his kingdom? And what's going to happen to us when he does? When he takes over Rome, what will happen to us? I believe they were thinking those thoughts. They were thinking, what will, what role will they play? What will they be doing when Jesus takes over? Now, what made them think that he would take over? That's a good question, right? And that was because people were following him in droves. He became the most popular uh, person of the time and they were following him because of the signs and the wonders that were performed. So having realized that, what they were seeing was hundreds and thousands of people that were flocking to hear Jesus when they came to town, they were actually pretty popular at that moment. Now, they had an adversary, they had the enemy, and they thought the enemy was Rome. But in reality, the enemy was the church of the time. Because as Jesus progressed, he threatened the mere existence of the church of that time. And they became the one screaming in the ears of Pilate and screaming in the ears of Rome that this man was dangerous. Why was he dangerous? Well, he threatened their very livelihood. He threatened the mere existence of their religion of the time. So what were they going to do about it? But the the apostles were witnessing the thousands that were following him and I believe, even all the way up to what we call Palm Sunday, uh, where they were laying down the palms in front of him and he was on a colt uh, riding into the town, that they, in their minds, were saying, Wow, what's next? We're going to just ride right into Rome and take over. We're going to, he, people are going to elect him king. And we will be with him. But that isn't the plan God had. As we know, it turned out a little differently. So, what is this kingdom the apostles were looking for? Where is this kingdom? The kingdom of God, here's the secret, is inside of you and I. And uh, let's start out, let's read here in Mark 4. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into the boat, into a boat, and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. So you can imagine these people. There's so many people, so many people that are just pushing in. And the only way Jesus could stop them in a sense, from from pressing on him was to get in a boat and push out. He also knew probably that the fact that his voice would emanate off the water, it would actually magnify it so more people could hear him as well. But that's what he did. He pushed off and the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables and in teaching said, listen, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell by the path. And the birds came and they ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, The plants were scorched, and they withered, because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear any grain. Still, other seed fell on good ground. It came up, grew, and produced a crop. Some multiplying 30 times, some 60 times, and some 100 times. So, he doesn't stop here. I'm going to keep reading. But, I mean, this parable is about how the kingdom of God works inside of you and I. And we need to shake ourselves a bit. To recognize, by the time we get done with all this, in this program, and perhaps the next one, uh, it is my hope and my prayer that all of us would come to realize that Jesus was speaking, that each one of us is the, is has the ability to get a 30, 60, or hundredfold return on seed— and now we're going to find out what the seed is. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. So I'm going to say the same thing. Open your ears, clean them out. If your ears are ready to listen, you're going to hear this message. If not, you're going to shut it off and just go your way. And you say, well, that was interesting. I like to hear that guy. He kind of gets way out there. Okay. But open your ears for this one. When he was alone, the twelve and others around him um, asked him about the parables. Now, they didn't get it either. They didn't get it. They were, they were struggling with it. So they came to him and they told him. And, and, and they came to him and asked him about the parables. parables. And Jesus told them the secret of the kingdom of God, the secret of the kingdom of God. How about right now I stop and and somebody would come up and say, here is the secret to investing money. And if you do this thing, you'll take your money and it will double overnight. Or you'll get a hundredfold return on it overnight and it was some big Wall Street guy that was a multi-billionaire, and you trusted him, would you be excited? Of course you would, because you would say, man, he's going to tell me the secret. All right, now let's go back. Then Jesus said, he told them the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. That's a very interesting twist in there. Forgiven for what? Forgiven for not knowing the secret, because this secret that we're going to talk about changes everything once you get it. And I'm going to tell you right now, as simple as the secret is, it might be one of the toughest things you're going to get in this earth, but yet everything revolves around it. And we fight for it. We struggle with it. But boy, it's the, still the secret. So let's move on. All right. He told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you that they may be forever. Okay. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any of them, any other parable? If you don't get this one, this, this guy here is the key to the secret of how the kingdom of God works. Okay, now, the farmer. Who's the farmer? The farmer is anybody, anyone, any person, any human. Okay? The farmer sows the word. What word? Your word? God's word. God's words. The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, they got it. You say, man, I got excited about God's word. He says that my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus I'm very excited about that. I don't ever have to think about that again. My God supplies all my... That's God's Word. That's Philippians 4.19. That's God's Word. Or go back to the Old Testament, where he says, I will bless those going in and coming out. Man, you don't have to think about it again. Yet, you've got to take God's Word... The secret is taking the word. The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed. They, the word is sown, and as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. So you go to a good church service, and man, you hear a scripture preached for the first time, and all of a sudden, that scripture that was preached for the first time, it just hits you right. And you get really excited. You know, you say, I didn't know that by his stripes, I'm healed. Well, I'm healed. I'm healed. Now, let's suppose you were just diagnosed with something very severe. But now you got real excited for a second about the fact that, I, you know, by his stripes, you're healed. Isaiah 53. You got excited about it. And you started believing it. And saying it. Well, a farmer sows the word. Some people, the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Well, a well meaning friend, neighbor, relative heard you say it. Now, don't get your hopes up. You know, you never know what God's going to do. You just never know. And I know that you're excited, but I don't want you to get hurt. So let's not get too excited. So Satan comes to steal the word. He's got it. Once he knows you got the word, listen, the secret, the secret, we're talking about the secret to the kingdom. Once the word is sown, the only thing left for Lucifer to do is get that seed out of you as quickly as it got in there. So let's read this. Soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and once receive it with joy. They get excited. You ever see anybody like that? They're running around praising God. <clears throat> but since they have no root, they haven't really ever read the Bible, they just heard something for the first time. They they last only a short time. So now, they heard God's word. If you didn't get if you didn't get it taken away on the first round, Satan comes immediately and tell you now you don't. He doesn't mean that for today. He doesn't mean that for now. He doesn't mean it for you. Okay. If that didn't get you, and you're still running around excited, the next thing is, well, we're going to. Um, Get it out of there be- before it gets any root, because you, that guy or girl has never really read the Bible, so they just heard it. And if I, and if I can get in there and tell them it isn't going to work, and keep beating on them and make it worse, make the problem worse for a day, you know, they'll think, well, that didn't work. So when trouble or persecution comes because of the Word's sake, they quickly fall away. Why does persecution come? Because God loves you? No. Why does persecution or trouble come? Because God wants trouble to come on you? No. It says right here, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The minute you take the word and you start to chew on it and you start to believe in it, that's when the trouble or persecution tries to get you off of it. If he can't get you off on the first round, he's trying on the second round. Let's get that person distracted, bring some trouble and persecution. And they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among the thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of of wealth, desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. All right, let's talk about that. Now, you read the Word. You started to believe the Word. But all of a sudden, you find out you're worried that maybe this isn't going to work. So the worries choke what's going on in the growth of the Word. The Word is the seed that went in you. The tree that's going to grow out of that seed hasn't yet grown. But it's starting to take root if you continue to water it and feed it. It will take a while, and that tree will grow within you. Within you. Okay? But the worries of this life, deceitfulness of wealth. What does that mean? Well, maybe you have bills to pay this week, and you prayed and asked the Lord to supply your needs, and it didn't immediately happen. So now you start to worry about those bills, but you also become... It's deceitfulness of riches. Thinking, if I was wealthy then I could solve all my problems. While money does help, it doesn't solve all the problems. So deceiving yourself to believe you're, it's because you're not wealthy isn't going to work. And desires for other things, things that you want in life that you're after, that you're going to get one way or the other, those the concentration on that takes your mind off of the Word of God because you don't spend the time to read it, to chew on it, to let it grow within you. So there's no roots growing in there. We can't allow the world and all its fantasies to distract us from the secret key to the kingdom. And what is the secret key? It is the Word of God. The Word of God placed into you and fed on a daily basis will cause you to grow. Cause the tree to grow. Boy, I'll tell you, it's right here the secret. Others, okay, so, but the worries of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, other things come in, choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil. All right, now, as believers, we want to be the good soil, right? Good soil. How do we become that? That's what I'm interested in. We hear the word, take it, accept it. It is done. And produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. Wow. So there's an opportunity to take the Word and get a 30-fold, 30 times, 60 times, or 100 times return on the Word. Now, let's stop there for a second and just talk about that. The Word, the Word, God's Word, is spirit and life. It is filled with life. God's Word, not your Word, God's Word. But when we take God's Word out of his word, the Bible, and we speak it into the earth. It is a spiritual device that is now transforming your future, one way or the other. Words are containers. They contain the seed of what you believe when you speak them. Words are containers. You and I, if we take God's Word and believe it, accept it, it 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 becomes solid as a rock. It is spirit. And in this world, spirit controls everything. That's right. You might think you're in control in the man of the flesh here or woman of the flesh, but you're not. It's spirit. And words are spirit. And when you speak words... You are releasing spiritual forces into the earth. So why do you think, just stuck on that scripture for a minute. Why do you think that Satan comes immediately to try to get you to say something against yourself? Well, I don't know if that'll ever work. I don't know if that will work out for me. I don't know if God's word meant me to be healed now. Spirits. We're speaking spirit. Every word. The Bible tells us we're going to be judged on every idle word. Why? Because words are spirit. They are not just something you hear. Every word spoken on this planet begins to develop what is being said. That's why so many people find themselves on a merry-go-round, ending up in the same place over and over again, doing the same thing, and saying, how does this always happen to me? Because they are prophesying it out of their mouths. They're using words planted inside of them by the liar himself, Lucifer. Lies that come out of our mouth are also spirit. But God's word is the spirit of life. And that is the tree of life that Adam walked away from. Now, we have the chance to plug back into it by taking God's word and speaking it out of our mouth. Let's jump over here to verse 26. Uh, We're still in Mark 4. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, he sleeps or gets up and the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. You don't realize that every time you speak a word, you're putting seed into the ground and it's growing and you don't know how. It is how the kingdom of God operates. Now, Lucifer knows how, because he was around when he watched God make us. And he knows how to get you to change your future by what you say. That's right. And he does, he goes at it every day. And by itself, the soil produces the grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Now we're talking here about Jesus, talking about the secret of the kingdom of God. I'm not going to go any further from that in the sense of saying, until you get the secret embedded in you, you can't operate the kingdom. The kingdom operates by word. God's word is the seed. It's the only truth there is. Every other word but uttered by men, or news, or whoever, is a lie when it's compared to God. If God says something, that's the truth. Everything else, including what you say, is a lie, and that's a fact. Don't lie to yourself. What do you mean, Art? Well, here's what I mean. If the scripture says, by his stripes you were healed, and you walk around telling people you're sick, you're lying. about Art, you don't understand. I am. Oh, you are what? You are sowing seeds confirming that you are sick or broke or busted or disgusted. I'm having a bad day. Really? I stopped having those probably 30 or 40 years ago. Every day is the day the Lord has made for me, and this day is the day He gave me. And how am I doing? Outstanding, superlative. But don't you worry. Every single day I'm getting better. And that is a fact. Why? Because I've taken the Word of God and sown that seed until that tree has grown so strong that I wouldn't even know what a bad day is because it doesn't happen. All things are working together for good for those who trust the Lord. So all days are good days. All days, all things. That means if something not that I, to my liking, occurs today, Rather than talking about it like it's a bad thing, I'm going to declare that somewhere in there is a seed of equivalent benefit. And for every adversity, I'm expecting a miracle in return. I have controlled my words, I have not given the power over to the thing that tries to happen. The secret we're going back to Mark, we're still in Mark 4. The secret to the kingdom of God is in you. Jesus is trying to shake his apostles and say, Every word that I have taught you, every word that you speak, is indeed how the kingdom works. And there, anyone, there is no respect for people here, anyone, any race, any color, can have what they want when they understand that God's Word is the seed and they have to grow it within themselves. When God said, let us make us in our image and likeness, He didn't specify a color. He didn't specify an age. He said, man and woman, that's it. And we are the children of God, made in the image and likeness of God. And we have the secret for the kingdom of God. And we're talking about it. And we're going to talk more when we come back right after this break. This program is called All In. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's about
0: time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. Broadcasting live from
1: historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180, AM 1180,
0: WFYL, King of Prussia, Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.
1: Hey, we're back, and uh, we're talking about the very secret of the kingdom. Wouldn't you just love to have been with the apostles and at that time and, and knew the secret? But I think some of them were getting it, but it was tough to see all that was going on around them and realize that Jesus knew, Jesus knew that when he spoke a word, it was going to happen. It was going to happen. Why? Because he only said what he heard his father say. He only spoke what the Holy Spirit was directing him to say. And that word, when spoken into the earth, would not stop until it did what it was sent to do. That's the way words work. That's the way the kingdom of God works. Yet in each one of our lives... And that's we're all so different. We're brought up all differently in different locations and from different backgrounds. And we've learned to say certain things. It's interesting to me how, as a young adult, you'll really learn all the swear words, they call them, or the four-letter words, or they seem to come naturally because one person tries to outdo the other. Like, I'm tougher than you. Well, that is authored by the enemy, which is Lucifer the liar. And, of course, he wants to use God's name in vain. So, that becomes a pretty popular word because he's trying to have men speak the word of condemnation over God into the earth, thinking that somehow it will have an end-time result on God himself. But what Lucifer missed in all this, and still misses, is that the seed that you sow always comes back to you. So, we're talking about when Jesus said this is the secret to the kingdom, that you and I can change the kingdom today. You can change your kingdom. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. He dealt with it all. And we'll go through it if I ever get through these. I didn't get to page two yet. So, what is happening is that each one of us has to change what we are sowing. Now, the Word, that's what God's telling us. is The secret is His Word but actually speaking it out loud into the earth and then halting any other speech knowing that it's going to do what it's sent to do god's word never returns void that is a law it's a law gravity's a law you jump off a building you're going down i don't care if you don't believe in gravity God's Word never returns void. So, now it's up to us to initiate that Word in a way that it will go and go and go and win and win on our behalf. So, let's read here. Now we're still in Mark. And uh, verse 30. Again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parables shall we use to describe it? Okay, let's use this one. It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds. Now, you're taking a really small seed, right? The secret to the kingdom, remember I, we said is God's word. So what's it like? It's like taking a really small seed. Why is it small? Because you never heard it before. And so in your life, it has real little significance, but you say it out loud. And when you say it, the seed is sown and it starts to grow. It's the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest Of all the garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in the shade so here we are somebody maybe you're hearing about Jesus for the first time there's a mustard seed that can really turn into a tree and the first time you say I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe He died for me and forgave my sins so that I could have eternal life. And I believe He rose from the dead. That seed was now sown in your heart and you become what the Bible calls born again. Now, depending on if you grow that seed, to what degree it grows is how strong it gets and how big the branches get. But God's word never returns void. So in every believer, it's growing. Some fight it. Some don't want to grow. Some don't want to read the Bible. Some don't want to believe the Bible. Some don't want to get that involved. Let's just go to church on Sunday. See how it goes. Fine. But the seed is still growing. And the seed cannot be stopped. The minute Jesus got into the earth, the seed was here. He was and is the seed. The word that he spoke, the life that he lived, is the seed that must be sown in every heart on this planet. And that is what the mission is. But the word of God, when sown, some will get a 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold return. And you're not supposed to hide this either. I'm going back to verse twenty three where he says, Do you bring a lamp and put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't put it instead don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. So once you hear the word of God, don't hide from it. Put yourself out there and say, Lord, I'm ready for the next step. I am ready to move forward and learn more about the secret of how to operate this kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand. That's what Jesus taught. Adam was beaten back from the tree of life and uh, another tree was substituted that had only the knowledge of good and evil. Yet Jesus came to bring back the tree of life. So for anyone who could take the the seed from that tree and plant it in their hearts, they would become born again and be guaranteed eternal life. That's right. Eternal life. The minute you accepted the seed of Jesus... That seed won't stop growing in you. You may retard it from the full growth it could have by slowing it down and not wanting to feed it, starve it to death, but it will keep growing till the day of Jesus. It will keep developing you in spite of you, because inside of you, you know it's growing. But you can help it. You can actually activate the kingdom of God within you by taking God's Word, speaking it out loud every single day in a powerful way, and not allow yourself to speak words of doubt, fear, unbelief. I don't care if you say, that, but that's true. That's the way I feel. Change the way you feel by speaking God's Word. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But, Art, I don't want to rejoice. Then you get what you want. And God's Word will continue to do its job, but you're fighting it all the way. No need to fight it. No need to fight it whatsoever. Okay, so here, that same day after he went through all this stuff uh, with the apostles... And they were talking about the sower sows the word. And man, this, some fall by the wayside. And the secret to the kingdom of God is the word and the word has to be sown and it has to be sown. And so now they're tired, man. It's been a long day. There was hundreds, if not thousands of people pressing against the boat or he was in the boat and they were pressing up against him. And I think they were really tired. That day, the evening came, and he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. So now we're done working here. Let's go home. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. So there were several boats. He was in one of the boats. And a furious squall came up. And the waves broke over the boat, so it was ne- nearly swamped. So I don't know what it's, uh, if you've ever seen a squall or or whatever, but a big wave coming over the boats, man, it, it just it was it was filling them up with water. That's what that's what they was going on, and and uh, and Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. Didn't bother him. He was tired, man. He had used up his anointing and he was taking a nap. He was real. He needed a nap. He was resting, resting, listening to the Spirit and resting. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? You don't even know that the boats are... He must have been in a deep sleep. Can you imagine? Jesus isn't concerned. He's in a deep sleep. Don't you care? He said to the disciples, "Why are you afraid? Remember, they just got done hearing the word all day. He preached it. Do you do you still have no faith? I, I mean, he could elaborate there and say, I, I just got done telling you the secret of the kingdom all day long, and now you're you have you still don't get it? You're you're quaking me up." What he's really thinking is, deal with it. Fix it. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Because he got up and he looked at that storm and he said, be still. And he went back to sleep. And they all went, the waves calmed, everything went down. And they said, who is this? He just got done saying this is how the kingdom works. You speak to it. I'm making it a point to really elaborate on this because I think people have misled us and maybe in our own lives we, we get the feeling, well, if you name it, you claim it. Listen. Listen. Jesus said this is the secret to the kingdom. You want to change those words? Go take it up with Jesus. But it's taking God's word, his word, his Holy Spirit, and speaking words into the earth on your behalf. Words are spirit. They, can, they will cause everything in the spirit world controls everything in the flesh. That's the way it is. What we see, what we hear, what we eat is controlled in the spirit world first. God created spirit and life. That's why we eat food that has life in it to replenish the body. We are children of God. The God's word is the seed. We speak the word. And Jesus said, what the heck? You're going to wake me up to fix this storm? You can't just deal with it. I just taught you guys all day. What do you think? Would he say that to you? I just spent the last 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or 40 years or 50 years telling you my word works. What are you doing? Stop waking me up. (laughs) God wants us to get this. And he wants us to understand that our words matter. Mark 4, that's important to read. And read it, meditate on it, and understand that God is at work. Now let's go to Luke 17 20 we just got to the second scripture in this show you know that right the second one the second it's pretty funny because it's amazing how much is in contained in one one area of the Bible let alone all of it put together it's just amazing once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come Jesus replied Now, they're saying, when is this kingdom coming? The one you're talking about, when is it coming? Are we like, is it coming like next week? Is it coming Friday? Is it coming next year? Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. You can't see it. Nor will people say, "Here it is," or "There it is," because the kingdom of God is in your midst. It's in the middle of you. Ha! They were thinking he's saying, "Well, it's it's in the midst of the earth." No, it's in the middle of you. The tree of life. The, I mean, you're looking for the kingdom to come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. So the Pharisees, trying to trick them, I'm sure. So when's this kingdom going to come? Is it coming soon? How can we find it? And he said, it's not something that you're going to see. It's not something you can observe. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. It is in your midst. I'm telling you, you don't have to look far to find the kingdom of God. It's you. It's the seed of Jesus planted in you. And that kingdom is stirring around in there saying, Feed me, feed me, feed me, let me grow. And I will for you become that mustard seed that is a tree you can rest in. The branches will be so strong you can relax and rest. Let my seed grow. It's in you. The tree that was taken away from Adam is now regrowing itself inside of you. Stop eating the wrong fruit. Start starving yourself from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And only feed yourself the tree of life, God's word, the living word. Didn't Jesus say you would drink the water that I give you is everlasting water? It comes, it's God's word. You will always be thirsty again when you drink the earth's water, but not when you drink from the fountain of God, the word of God. He will Always quench your thirst. That is the kingdom. The kingdom is within us. It's in our midst. So then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see one of those days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. So what does that mean? They were all relying on him. And he's saying, You got to get this because the day is coming when I'm not going to be here. And then you got to get this. You got to get it. Colossians 1, uh, verse 13 and 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the sun that he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Who rescued us? God rescued us. Who rescued us? Jesus rescued us. From what? Darkness. What was the darkness? Not knowing God's word. That's the darkness. To thinking that Google is the answer to everything. To thinking that man has the answer to everything. To listen to somebody's opinion, saying there is no intelligent divine creation. That's darkness. That is really dark. That's as dark as it gets. To look around and think that nothing was intelligently created by a divine creator. It takes real stupidity. It's real stupid. But if one stupid person gets another stupid person to believe it. Well, then you got two stupid people. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. Everything apart from God's word is a lie. And unless you put in the seed of God's word, you'll not know the truth. And the truth will not set you free. The truth will set you free when you put in the seed that's God's word. God's Word. Right now, through direction of spirit beings, I believe, spiritual conflict beings that are in the earth, the media has learned to create a lie and then have the second person tell the lie, third person, fourth person, and then they actually start believing it themselves. So they say it with conviction. So something that someone had never actually said They report as news to the point where if you didn't know any better because you didn't have time to study up on it, you'd actually believe the lie. The lie becomes the truth. And that is the absolute ultimate weapon of Lucifer, to take a lie and cause enough people to speak it, believe it, that he thinks then if he can because he knows how the kingdom works he, know, he he can get that word into the earth it will cause the earth to turn to what he wants which he wants to control the entire world as you can see right now there's some evidence of some of those words having some fruit temporarily in the earth and that's only because the body of Christ has been silent. Now, the real seed-bearing Christians, the remnant, the ones who have in them the tree of life growing, are about to decree what's taking place in this country. That's you, if you choose to be. But you got to get a hold of your tongue and silence it from saying wrong things, and start repeating God's Word. Meditate on God's Word. Take in God's Word. Read God's Word. Saturate yourself with God's Word. And God's Word, coming back out of your mouth, is spirit. And that spirit will calm the sea. It will calm the sea. It will calm the storm. Right now in this country, I believe America is being reborn into the real America it was meant to be, based in the Word of God. Based in the real Word of God. And love your enemy, preach gospel to them, teach them about the kingdom and how it works. But if you don't know the kingdom, you can't teach the kingdom. So it's time for you to grab yourself by the ear and say, I'm going to get this part right. I'm going, to, I'm going to get this kingdom operating in my life and I'm going to do it today. I am. I'm going to do it today. And this is how the kingdom works. I'm going to take God's word and I'm going to begin saying it out of my mouth, knowing that the minute I speak it, Spiritual waves are moving over the planet, transforming and changing, regardless of what it feels like, regardless of what I see. It's transforming this earth and it will not return void. And man, we're out of time. Another week on All In. And I didn't even get to page three of my 18 pages. So next week, we're going to pick it up right here. But we're talking about the kingdom of God and where it is, the secret of it. How does it work and how can you operate it in your life today? Start eating from the tree of life, the tree of life. Stop eating from the tree of good and evil. Turn it off. Turn on the Lord. And we'll see you next week on All In. Have a great week. Be blessed and use what we're talking about. Talk to you then. It's about
0: time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. WFYL, King of Prussia, Philadelphia.